0: What up, America? We are streaming live right now on a Friday, man. We are live right now in the front of Just Studios, man. It's lit, man. E, what's up, baby? E, what up, baby? And y'all won last night. (laughs) The Lakers won last night, bro. I see y'all. LeBron came back and got a little dub, but all of a sudden, the Lakers fans, they think they go going to the playoffs. They think they finna to win the championship. They think they're about to get Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. The Lakers fans, and y- y'all got y'all to gotta go. Uh, well, matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I even get into the Lakers fans and before I get into LeBron, what's up, man? It's your boy, Addison. Now, welcome to another edition of From the Jump. Man, it's a Friday morning. Man, we are live right now in the FTJ studios. Man, we got a lot talk about on today's show. You know, like I said, as, as I talked about in the intro, you know, we got to talk about LeBron and we got to talk about his return last night in, in in Staples Center, if you will. Of course, we got to talk the breaking news. Chris Porzingis is being traded from the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks, which we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll get into it. We'll get into the Knicks and, and they're finally on the right direction. The Knicks are finally making progress. We'll, we'll get into the Knicks. Of course, Super Bowl this weekend. I'm going to give you my picks for this weekend. Of course, Rams and Patriots. We'll talk it. Uh, we'll, I'll give you my picks. I'll get you ready for the game. Of course, Jason Garrett will talk about his situation, but it's from the jump, let's roll. React. With the fourth pick in the 2015 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select Kristaps Morgingas from Latvia. He last played for Sevilla in Spain. Breaking news right now, the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are finally making a move now the new york knicks have decided to send christos porzingis trey burke courtney lee and tim hardaway jr to the dallas mavericks in return for wesley matthews dennis smith jr dennis smith jr says solid and deandre jordan and also two future first round picks now this happened yesterday and i think the trade was i think finalized sometime yesterday evening if you will now, I had some time to meditate on this situation, and then I saw a lot of different posts, saw a lot of different people saying a lot of different things, and I can look at this from two different perspectives, from the Knicks perspective, and also from the Dallas Mavericks perspective. But I'm gonna start off with the Dallas Mavericks perspective, and then I'm gonna get into the New York Knicks, because their perspective is a little bit different right now than Dallas Mavericks. But now the reason why I, I believe the Dallas Mavericks made this trade is simple. They realized that we have a star in Luka Doncic. Uh, We like Dennis Smith Jr. I think I think Dennis Smith Jr. is a solid player. Of course, I think this year he says he's going to do the dunk contest. But we all have seen to this point Luka Doncic, the the dominance that he's already having in the NBA. And again, he is a rookie, so I, I don't like to put too much stock into the rookie season. But you cannot deny the fact that he's putting up good numbers right now. Again, he's averaging 20 right now. Give me a little bit of everything six rebounds five assists so i ain't gonna lie he can do a lot of different things well if you will but the dallas mavericks has said we're gonna build around Luka Doncic, and they're gonna almost get their replacement in dirk nowiski if you will and a skilled guy in christos porzingis i mean mark cuban has always said numerous of times in the media that he doesn't feel like american basketball really teaches players how to play the game. He feels like internationally guys are taught how to play the basketball game. So when they come to the NBA, they're very much skilled. But now, like I said, when you look at this Dallas Mavericks situation, they had DeAndre Jordan who signed with the Dallas Mavericks. But we all know he just signed there for the money. We all know that, look, he is a guy from Texas. He just was trying to take advantage of the situation. He wanted to go play for the Dallas Mavericks before. They was going to sign the contract. He reneged on him, went to sign with the Clippers. Now he kind of doubled back and went to go play for the Mavericks, but uh, we know that was a money grab. So now him being sent to the Knicks, his, his contract pretty much would probably be bought out. And then Wesley Matthews, I think, is on the last year of his contract as well. So the Knicks, to this point, will really not have any bad contracts on their roster. And this is perfect for free agency. Right now they're trying to clear cap space. They see within the next year or so, a lot of guys are going to come off the books. They know Kyrie Irving is probably not going to stay with the Boston Celtics. That situation, it just looks nasty. He just already kind of just made that water dirty and just made it to a point whereas I don't think he'll be staying going forward. I think Kawhi Leonard probably will be going to a California team. I don't know if it's the Lakers. We don't know if it's the Clippers. Hell, it could be the Sacramento Kings for all we know. But like I said, Kawhi Leonard, we, you know, it's just like in limbo, if you will, right now. Or... Maybe he'll stay long-term with Toronto. Maybe if Toronto goes to the NBA Finals, will Kawhi Leonard leave? And then, of course, the, the big fish, as, as everybody wants to, to always throw around, is Kevin Durant. I mean, again, I, I, I Kevin Durant's my man. And, of course, him being in Golden State right now, they win the championship this year. I just really am going to see it hard for him to leave. However, a lot of people feel like, you know, Kevin Durant, albeit that his agent, Rich Clima, has Rock Nation ties, being that they're from New York. Could have a potential spot for Kevin Durant in New York if in fact he wanted to go. But I really don't see that happening. But a lot of guys you can kinda kinda pencil in. I can see a Jimmy Butler potentially. Maybe Kimber Walker, you know, the Hornets are good right now. But Kimber being from New York, having the opportunity to go back and play for New York. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. Demarcus Cousins is still out there. Again, you know, right now he's playing with the Warriors, but will he, you know, Stay with the Warriors, they're gonna have to figure that situation out. We just don't know right now. It's just a question mark. Of course, Tobias Harris is you know a solid player out there. So there's a lot of guys out there that the New York Knicks are gonna have their eyes on. And right now, they're just clearing cap space to say, hey, look, we just wanna have opportunity. Scott Perry, Steve Mills, and the rest of the Knicks wanna have opportunity to just be able to sit down and say, hey, look, we got cap room, we're the New York Knicks. We're we're a franchise, we don't have Carmelo Anthony no longer, you know, hovering over the team, if you will. Phil Jackson no longer is hovering over the team. So we are a destination that, hey, look, if you want to come play in New York, you want the bright lights of the NBA and the glitz and the glam of the NBA, you don't want to be in Los Angeles. New York is a place for you. And I ain't mad at New York for finally saying, you know what, we're going to just be honest with this situation. We, they hired David Fisdale, a solid coach, a coach who has won championships with the Miami Heat, who has coached elite players such as LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, so he knows what it takes exactly to win a championship. So the New York Knicks could potentially be an interesting destination for a guy like Kyrie Irvin, if in that he doesn't decide to stay with the Boston Southerners, or a guy like Jimmy Butler. Or, like I said, again, we don't know, but... Maybe Kevin Durant wants to go to New York, who knows? But switching gears from the New York Knicks, from one coast to the left coast, if you will, AKA the best coast, AKA the West Coast. The Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Los Angeles Clippers last night, 123 to 120 in LeBron James's return. Now take a listen to LeBron James after the game. Um, you know, the growing feels pretty good. It's a little sore right now, but I already knew that. I mean, I haven't played, haven't played an NBA game in over a month. You know, so I already knew that that was going to be a problem. Um, I knew that my win wasn't going to be where it wanted to be. I knew that my timing and my shots, I missed a couple layups that I'm accustomed to, to to making. Now, I ain't going to lie to you, E. E, shout out to E The Engineer, man. E, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. It was good seeing LeBron on the court last night. It was good. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a, I'm a fan of the game, bro. I, I love the game. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, he played 40 minutes last night, so, of course, the first game back, he, he he pretty much logged the, 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 the bulk of the load, if you will. So that let me know that, uh, well, he was very well-rested, if you will. Now, he was rusty last night. He was 9-for-22 from the field. He only hit 1-3 last night. Only went to the free-throw line seven times. But he had 14 rebounds. So that let me know that he was active. That means it let me know that he was engaged in the game. And also, he had 9 assists last night. Of course, so Brandon Ingram led the way with 19 points. Rondo. Had a double-double last night, 14 points, 13 rebounds. Kyle Kuzma also pitched in yesterday with 10 as well. And then Lance Stevenson. Lance, make him dance. You're your boy, right? That's your boy, ain't it? He finished with 20 points yesterday off the bench. So what I saw from the Lakers last night, and, 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 and this is key. I, I need y'all to listen to this. This is key. What I saw from the Lakers last night is the Lakers actually look better with Rondo on the court. Now, head-to-head last night, they beat them. And, of course, LeBron James had to play last night because he saw and he realized, okay, they're the team that's ahead of us right now. And not to mention, when it comes down to the tiebreakers and who beat who, a game against the Clippers, you need to win. That's just plain and simple. LeBron James is coming back at a crucial time. The All-Star break is pretty much a week away, if you will, a week and a half away. So coming off the All-Star break, the Lakers right now will be charging to fight for a playoff spot. They're not in the playoffs as it stands right now. So if the playoffs were today, they would be at home. And we will all be talking about how LeBron James, his first year, in X amount of years, him not making the playoffs. So, like I said, the Lakers, I, I, I assume, will be in the playoffs. What seed they'll be, I don't know. But, hey, say what you want to. But the, the, your boy back, eh? he back. You know what I'm saying? He back. He ready to go. Coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Super Bowl 53. I'll get you ready for it. I will give you my prediction. And on today's edition, another wrap-up. We'll talk Juju Smith, Schuster, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. I'll take a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Ow! Are puppies okay? Is a shooting star okay? Is the laughter of a small child okay? Pepsi's more than okay. It's... Okay! Okay, what have we learned today? You want a Pepsi? I want a Pepsi. There you go. Oh, come i got to come up with my own catchphrase. Okay. L.A., we can stand on almost any street to see the Hollywood sign. So it's like opportunity right there. I ain't saying it's that easy, but I know it's possible. Fresh off the advertisement break, man. We are live right now in the FTJ studios going up, man. A hey, E, what you got for me, baby? What you got for me playing? What you got for me? Hey, Okay, okay, what's up? Okay, hey, hey, okay, okay. And hey, we just got some quick breaking news. He just slid this across my desk right now. The Carolina Panthers defensive end, Julius Peppers, has announced his retirement. Now, Julius Peppers, of course, has played 17 seasons in the NFL. Of course, expected to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, of course, he's fourth on that sack list behind guys like Kevin Green, Bruce Smith, and Reggie White. All three of those guys, albeit, are in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, the next closest guy, they said, to Julius Peppers is Terrell Suggs. So, no doubt, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And, of course, we know Julius Peppers, of course, playing most notably for the Carolina Panthers, also played a little bit for, you know, the Green Bay Packers, kind of traveled around a little bit, also for the Chicago Bears as well, only to also come back home and play for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I ain't going to lie to you, E, I didn't watch the Deion Sanders 30 for 30 last night. I didn't catch the Deion Sanders 30 for 30 last night, but I'm going to have to watch it tonight, and on the next podcast, on Monday's podcast, we'll talk about Deion Sanders 30 for 30, because I didn't watch that. I ain't going to lie to you, I didn't watch it, and I'm hot that I didn't watch it last night, so I'm going to have to catch it. But as I said, man, Julius Peppers is retiring from the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones have decided that they will not extend Jason Garrett's contract path the 2019 season. Now, of course, they could always come back and, you know, extend Jason Garrett if he happens to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. But it's looking like 2019 will be the last year for Jason Garrett in Dallas. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. Jason Garrett hasn't been a bad coach for the Dallas Cowboys outside of the 2015 season, the year in which they went 4-12. and they haven't really had a bad season outside of the year they went four and twelve. Two thousand eleven, they went eight and eight. Two thousand twelve, they went eight and eight. Two thousand thirteen, they went eight and eight. Two thousand fourteen, of course, they went twelve and four. Two thousand fifteen, their bad year, four and twelve. But that was the year, of course, Romo got injured. But then that year, the first year, Dak came in and played. They went thirteen three. The second year, nine and seven. Last past year. They went 10-6, and six, of course, went to the playoffs. And then, they, of course, they ended up losing to the Los Angeles Rams, who's playing the Super Bowl now. But the point of which I'm making is that since Jason Garrett has been the Dallas Cowboys head coach, they haven't had a, a really a bad season, if you will. They just really just haven't made the playoffs. They see different teams around the league getting younger. And they realize we have a championship team, and we need to go get a coach that's going to get us over the hump. And we just don't believe that Jason Garrett is the guy that can get us over the hump. Now, of course, most notably, Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta is going to be piped up. I hate when stuff be going on in my hometown, and I can't even be there. Man, I'm supposed to be piped up in Atlanta right now. But you already know the city is going crazy right now. Rams and the Patriots, people everywhere. I'm already knowing the streets of Atlanta is, is, is crazy. I'm already knowing Lucky Street is live right now. I'm already knowing Lucky Street is live right now. But you already know Rams and the Patriots this weekend. Now I'm gonna have to get my pick live on air. I'm gonna have to go to New England Patriots 31, Los Angeles Rams 28. Now the reason why the Patriots are gonna win this game, I, ju- I just think that the offensive line is gonna be too much for the, the defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. All week long, I th- I mean, we've been hearing about Aaron Donald and I love Aaron Donald. I love him. I love this defense. Shout out to my boy Juice, Marcus Peters. Shout out to Talib and them boys, Nickel Roby. But I just think this New England offensive line is gonna be too much. David Andrew and them guys, they're gonna run the football. New England's going to come in this game, they're going to run the football, and they're going to control the clock. And then in that second half, they're going to wear you out with Lil Hogan. And, you know, you know, Rob Gronkowski's going to pop free. You know you know, Julian Edelman's going to make plays. You know them guys are going to make plays when it counts. And, and like I said, this is going to be a long game for the Los Angeles Rams because they're not going to come into this game wanting to go for shootout, for shootout with the Rams. The same thing the Patriots did against the Chiefs is the same thing they're going to do against the Rams. They're not going to come into this game and want to get in a shootout with the Rams. They can't win that battle with the Rams. The Rams have more weapons. Now, I will say this, though. And I think the key of this game is will Sean McVay run the football? Will Sean McVay run the football or will he come into this game and try to be the wizard because everybody's been telling him how good of a coach he is, how young and how innovative this offense is? Will Sean McVay stick to his principles and run the football with Todd Gurley? Will he run the football with Todd Gurley or will he come in this game and try to make Jared Goff look like he Joe Montana or Steve Young or, you know... Terry Bradshaw or something. But you already know, Bill Belichick in this situation is always gonna take away your best player. Typically that's gonna be Todd Gurley. So he's gonna make sure that Todd Gurley doesn't get it going on the ground. So that's gonna force Jared Goff to throw the ball 40 to 50 times. Now, can you live if you're Sean McVay with with Jared Goff throwing the ball 40 to 50 times? We're about to find out. Now on today's edition of the wrap up, Juju Smith-Schuster yesterday was on first take speaking with Stephen A, Max, and Molly Had some interesting comments about his Pittsburgh Steelers teammates and also Antonio Brown. Take a listen. AB's here. I'm on the left side. We always always call each other the one-one punch. It's never a one-two punch. I think you can have two number one receivers on the field. First time in the franchise to have over 100 catches, over 1,000 yards each, and they're they're both competing. Why can't you have two number one receivers? I think we need to start being the Kardashians and just play ball. Now yeah, it was funny to hear Juju say that. Now, Juju's my man. Shout out to Juju Smith-Schuster. But it was just like Juju. You're the biggest diva of them all. He got the Instagram popping. He got the YouTube thing popping. Like, Juju is a household name on Twitter all the time, active. But Juju Smith-Schuster is a household name for that Pittsburgh Steelers. And I ain't going to lie to you, that probably rubbed Antonio Brown the wrong way. Because if you notice, remember prior to Juju kind of getting there, that was Antonio Brown. If you, I remember Antonio Brown was just starting to make that little transition where you were starting to really see his personality. You were seeing him all on Instagram, all on the social media, Snapchats and everything. And now... Julius Schuster kind of almost came in and, and took over that, if you will. So that kind of, I'm sure, rubbed Antonio Brown the wrong way. And then, of course, looking at his numbers, his reception, his yards and all that, then that, you know, that kind of created some friction. But I love the words that he said. He said, at the end of the day, we're a 1-1 punch. He never looked at us as a 1-2 punch. I'm on one side. He's on the other side. And he said, we're both lethal. And if you're Ben Roethlisberger, why would you want to let that go? Unless you just don't want to win. And or unless you just really ain't in it for the love, you just in it for the money. If you're Ben Roethlisberger, I have to make that work. To this day, I still can't understand why they didn't pay Le'Veon Bell. And I understand James Conner is going to be a good running back for them. But stop playing. Le'Veon Bell and James Conner, are you serious? So what I'm saying is, Juju Smith-Schuster is right. The Pittsburgh Steelers do got to get back to playing football. There's no way in hell they shouldn't have made the playoffs this year. Baltimore wasn't even supposed to win that division, and they won the AFC North. The Browns at the end of the season were fighting for a playoff spot. The Browns were fighting for a playoff spot. So as I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers just got to get back to playing football. They have the right pieces. They just got to get back to playing football and stop being the Kardashians. But we talked about a lot on today's episode. As I said, coming up on Monday's episode, of course, we'll talk about the Super Bowl in its entirety. We'll talk the halftime show. I'm excited for Travis Scott. I want to see Maroon 5. You already know Gladys Knight got 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 the national anthem, so you already know that's going to be comedy at its finest. There's going to be a lot that we're going to talk about. It's going to be a lot to digest from Super Bowl Sunday. But follow your boy on all the social media at From the Jump. And I'll follow everybody back. We out.